in the process we use for the people who are learning about Catholicism with the, uh, maybe becoming Catholic, that process is called RCIA. And the night that we talk about the Eucharist, we use the sixth chapter of John, the Bread of Life Discourse. I like to say if people come to RCIA and they come that night, they are hooked and they will almost definitely become Catholic once they hear the Catholic teaching of the Eucharist and then they pray with that passage. It's very exciting. Well, every third year in August, we hear this Bread of Life discourse, but we hear it spread out over four weeks. It's wonderful because there's plenty to say about the Eucharist over four weeks, but it loses, the passage loses a little bit of its oomph when you separate it out into four sections. So I would really encourage you, if you can, to find a little time this month to pray with the entirety of that passage in, in one sitting. Last weekend, Father Don was here and explored with you the Eucharist as food. Today, we explore the Eucharist as a sacrament, a vehicle of grace. And I have all the Masses next weekend, and I'll tell you that we'll be exploring the Eucharist as Christ's real physical presence in our world. Lord Jesus, you promised that you would remain with us until the end of the age. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you feed us with your body and blood. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you will continue to satisfy our deepest hungers. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. In the year 2000, I took a job in my hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In 2001, I felt a call from God to consider the priesthood, and in 2002, my application was rejected by the Diocese of Pittsburgh. So I continued to work as an engineer in 2003 before deciding in 2004 to quit my job, move back in with my parents, and concentrate on discerning my future. So at the age of 30, I was living at home without a job, but that gave me my first opportunity to attend a parish mission. And Father Richard, a Vincentian priest from Chicago, and believe it or not, somebody in the parish grew up with him, I learned last night, covered seemingly random topics in this mission, but one of the topics really made an impression. One day early on in his priesthood, he suddenly realized that he had never forgiven a particular person who had wronged him 17 years before. It was a really freaky moment of coincidences for me. Since moving back to Pittsburgh, I had been scared of running into a certain person from my past, thinking that if I ran into them in a public venue, I would still probably fly into a rage upon seeing her. And this person had played the same exact role in my life as this person had played that Father Richard had a problem with, in his life. This was the first time I heard a preach, a, a, a preacher named Richard. And also, this person that had hurt me had also hurt me 17 years ago. I suddenly knew I had to pray and ask God for the grace to forgive. When we struggle with sinful behaviors in our lives, most of us do not suddenly wake up the next day with a newfound ability to resist temptation 
or to bestow forgiveness. Overnight conversions like that are rare, but they make for great testimonials. I think that's part of the reason why God has given us the great gift of the Eucharist. We call it the Blessed Sacrament. It is the ultimate sacrament. You've heard me say it before. I'm going to say it again. Sacraments are not a reward for a job well done. They're graces for the journey ahead. We receive the sacraments of baptism and confirmation once in our lives with a grace that lasts us a lifetime. Likewise, most of us only get married once. Welcome back. Three weeks? Three weeks? A year? And Stan, uh, Stan and Luann Zalaska are celebrating 40 years today. Um, that's something most of us only celebrate once. I was ordained a deacon and then nine months later a priest, but that's considered two parts of one sacrament. The sacraments that we receive multiple times are the sacraments of healing. Remember, Pope Francis often compares the church to a hospital, saying that our primary mission is to heal the wounds of one another. So one of the sacraments is the anointing of the sick, which we can receive whenever we are seriously ill. Or if we're chronically ill, we can receive it on a regular basis. We encourage people to go to confession on a regular basis, to have that regular receiving of grace, mercy, and healing. But the sacrament that we are to receive the most, to receive weekly, if not daily, is the Eucharist. It's the spiritual daily bread which God provides. Even when we don't feel especially holy, the Eucharist assures us that we're doing something to receive grace for the journey. Father James Martin, maybe you know him from his appearances on the Colbert Report. Uh, he also writes a lot of books. Um, he just uh, A recent book he wrote was called Jesus, A Pilgrimage. And in that he talks about how he struggled with certain sinful behaviors in his life for years and was feeling as if he wasn't making any progress in his journey of discipleship. And one day, his spiritual director pointed out a window and said, what color is that tree? And Father James said, it's green. And the director said, in the fall, it will be red. And Father James knew this because this was a, a place he had visited many times turns a beautiful scarlet red. In the fall, it will be red, and no one sees it change. That's how it works for a lot of us. For a long time, it seems as if we're not getting anywhere in converting our lives. Conversion eventually happens, but we don't notice until it's almost complete. As Father Jim writes, he has had that experience in his life several times. So have I. Several years ago, I suddenly realized that one of the trees in my emotional garden had changed color. I no longer harbored rage for that person who had hurt me 17 years before Father Richard had preached that homily. I wish I could tell you I no longer harbored such rage against anyone. <laughs> but last month, the Holy Spirit revealed that I have similar feelings about someone who hurt me in 1998, which... <laughs> I did the math. That's 17 years ago. 
As I like to tell people in the confessional, the life of holiness is not about achieving perfection in this lifetime. We will never be perfect in this lifetime. But you know me, I'm always trying to use analytical geometry to talk about spirituality. Maybe you studied parabolas or hyperbolas, hyperbolas especially. They have these curves and they get closer and closer to the dotted line, the asymptote, but they never touch it. They get closer and closer and closer. And that's how it's supposed to be in our work as Christian disciples. We're never going to get to perfection. But hopefully, as we go through our life, we get closer and closer. Hopefully we're doing better now than we were five years ago, and hopefully we'll be doing better in five years than we are now. The Eucharist, receiving the Eucharist on a regular basis, is one of the best ways we have to continue to close the gap. So let us continue to eat the bread that is the flesh for the life of the world.